Welcome back to another episode of Goddess Talks with me, Elise 5K. And today we're going to be talking about how Earth is a virtual reality simulation. Yep, I said it. We're in a simulation, guys. So you know how computers have to code the computers to function and to work and they are they program the computers with these codes so that they can aggregate data and so they can process information well that's how the universe works and we created computers in our image so i'm not a computer coder but so i don't know the proper language really to convey this message but string theory uh suggests that the universe is code Basically, and there are mechanisms by for which this process, this whole computer that we are living in, it it works. There are laws, universal laws, which would be like the mechanism, the algorithm of the way Earth actually works. As you see, 365 days in our year, sometimes 366 if it is a leap year, and the Earth travels around the sun exactly 24 hours so and it does this every time like without fail so the only thing that really does that are computers like they tell unless the power gets shut off i guess which i mean but if the power doesn't get shut off the computer is going to know exactly what time it is it is going to automatically run processes and they're going to be exact and that is the same as the 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 universe so anyway, the point is that computer code was discovered in super string equations, and that kind of means that the universe is most likely a mathematical simulation. So with that said, you know, my mom always used to say, God won't work for you unless you believe yourself. That means you have to believe in God. That means that you're putting your energy on something to create reality, right? That's what that would mean. So that means that the energy, the universe has to be, there has to be some kind of mechanism that works with energy, frequency, vibration, and, you know, thought is a wave. It's, everything is wave, a radio wave, right? That's why people have their, you know, telekinesis, people can be psychic, because there's this thing called the quantum field, which is in our universe, you know, because it is a quantum computer. You can tap into the quantum field. There's this thing called the Akashic Records, which is what some people would associate with the actual book of life. And it is just a compendium of all universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent ever to have occurred in the past, present, or future in terms of all entities, all life forms, not just human Everything that exists is in the, the Akashic Records, the whole book of life thing. And um, it's, it's, it is encoded, right, in a non-physical plane of existence known as the mental plane. And I was telling someone today that I think that Earth is shifting from three-dimensional to five-dimensional because everyone is becoming aware of the algorithm of Earth, aware that this could be a, a computer assembly. Not that it could be. I think that it is. I mean, because what I've just as a kid, I'm just like, what is reality? What are we here for? What are we doing? How how are we here? And the you know, the, the stuff they said at church wasn't enough for me. I'm six, five. And I just that was not enough. Like, oh, you were made of clay. And then like that ain't that ain't helping for me. I need some details. OK, so check this out. This Sanskrit term, Akasha. It, you know, it is the word for ether, sky or atmosphere. Now, the word ether is basically the fifth 
element, which is it's basically static. It's nothingness. And it can create, it can, it forms into something. Like, so when you watch TV and there's no channel there, that all you see is static, right? But if, if a channel is created, you know, then it won't be static. So the fifth element, and, and it's, it's basically the fabric of space-time, okay? It's a fabric. It's matter that is not... Um, yet created. And this brings me back to Net, goddess of the matrix, Neat, Net, Netter, the Netters, Medu Netter, ancient Egyptian spirituality. I think that we, you know, earth got reset right after ancient Egyptians figured it out. Earth got reset. We, we went into the bronze age and then we just, we adopted these patriarchal Abrahamic religions. Why? Which dev, we sh, it actually devolved human consciousness. Now, why is that? Why is that after ancient Egyptian spirituality? When they figured out the matrix, because the way I know they figured it out is because it's all on the wall. I figured it out all because I studied Medu Netter. I figured it out. I was like, <gasps> once I learned about Net, the goddess of the matrix, and then we get the word internet from this. Internet. Neath. Knit. They call they call her Knit, which is the knitting of the fabric of space time. They, they call her the goddess of the loom, which is like knit. You knit with a loom or whatever to make fabric. Right. And um, they call her the uh, they associate with her with a spider, with a web, the web of consciousness, the world wide web, which is internet. So she's a net. It all it all goes together. And this is on the wall of the tombs. Five thousand years like of the pyramids. Right. Five thousand years ago, right before we went into the Bronze Age. And did you know that misogyny likely arose at the same time as patriarchy? Three to five thousand years ago at the start of the Bronze Age, monotheism. The belief in one usually male god began to replace pantheonism and matriarchal religions after we had figured it out. Because God is a woman. Hello. Hello. Actually, God is hermaphrodite. It's a woman. And a woman is just a womb man, a man with a womb. We had both. We were both. And also we were procreating through parthenogenesis. So the whole rib situation is completely fake news. But yes, monotheism uh, started matriar- uh, started patriarchy. Okay, when God became a man and the three main monotheistic religions of the Bronze Age kicking off the reset of the matrix is Judaism, Christianity and Islam, which promoted patriarchal societal structures and used misogyny to keep women at lower status, keep the real gods hidden. Yes, it keeps us from knowing ourselves. It keeps the real gods not knowing who they are. It is a decline in consciousness it gained strength in the middle ages especially in christian societies and so the gnostics would call this this particular god the god of the abrahamic religions the patriarchal god is um aldebaoth yaldebaoth who is regarded as the malevolent demiurge false god of the Old Testament who generated the 3D universe and keeps the souls trapped in physical bodies imprisoned in the world full of pain and suffering that he created. I mean, that's just the Gnostic definition in a nutshell. It's kind of deeper than that. And I kind of don't want to go into it because it is kind of a lot. But I do encourage you to it's 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 really interesting to explore and it really helps expand the consciousness so that you kind of understand that we are in fact living in a computer simulation so me coming from a christian background i actually believe jesus is the son of the real god okay the real god the 
They call this god the Barbello, which is actually a female god from the first emanation. Okay, so it, it, when you when you study Gnosticism, it actually explains how the split in consciousness happened: God versus Satan, basically, and. The first emanation is the first god, right? That net character, Neith, goddess of space-time, basically a non-binaral female entity. That is the father of Jesus, and it's a, it's, it's a mother and a father. That's why we have the whole idea of Mary uh, procreating Jesus with Parthenogenesis. Jesus doesn't have a earth father. That's the same thing <laughs> as how we all got here is women it's it's a it's a non-binaral womb man physical reality thing that started in a mental universe it, it was like a female it was one gender it's non-binaral but it's a goddess energy a mother that is jesus's father that he's talking about when he says my father and i are one my father is this your father is this devil he told people today daddy was the devil because their dad their god was the aldebaoth character which is the false evil god the devil basically the patriarchal man that wants to suppress women which is the true you know Mary, like I, I think that when the Catholics kind of like, well, I, I used to think they were worshiping Mary. Actually, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Not to say, I mean, worshiping anything outside of yourself to me is strange. But you know, I, I don't want to like offend anyone. Okay, if you're a Christian or whatever, this is just what I think. Okay, but um, that they that is Jesus's mom is a representation of the net. Okay, the first emanation, his father. That's his father, his mother and his father. Okay. I did not mean for this episode to get into scriptures, but in the gospel of Judas, Judas said, I'm going to just read a little bit to you. Judas said to him, I know who you are and where you've come from. You've come from the immortal realm, the immortal realm of Barbello. And I'm not worthy to utter the name of the one who sent you. Then Jesus, knowing what he was thinking about, was exalted and said to him, come away from the others and I'll tell you the mysteries of the kingdom. Not so much that you'll go there, but you'll grieve much because someone else will replace you to complete the 12 elements before their God. Mm, mm. Judas said to him, when will you tell me these things? And when will the great day of light dawn for the generation? But when he said these things, Jesus left him. Now we are that generation, guys. We're going into the fifth dimension. We are that generation. So the Barbello, now what I want to say is that the Barbello is the first emanation of God in, some, in, in the Gnostics. Okay, it refers to the first emanation of God in several forms. And Barbello is often depicted as a supreme female principle, the single passive antecedent of creation in its manifoldness this figure is also variously referred to as the mother father the first human being see on the in the the neath the net she's got a tomb or like a pyramid somewhere in egypt say as egypt where she's saying i am the mother of all mothers and the father of all fathers so she's a triple androgynous name or the eternal eon okay that's jesus's mama and daddy that's jesus's parents okay the real god the one that wants you to know who you are that you are christ that's that god and when you know that god you know who you are you see so yes jesus is the son of god okay okay now let's move forward but we the son of god too well it just depends on which god you are being in your state of being which which what is your belief system who do you think you are? Like, who do you know that you are? And some people worship other things outside of them that need to be worshipped for their ego. 
And then there are beings, the children is what in the Bible Jesus would call them. You know, he would say, oh, this is food meant for the children. You don't give food meant for the children to dogs. You see what I'm saying? Those are the children. These are the people who come from that realm, the realm of Barbello. So I'm I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yes, we are all children of God. I mean, you know, which God? Which God is your is your father and mother? You know, some people are from the realm of Barbello. They call these people the star seats. And then some people, you know, they're, you know, they like the other one, the man guy the, that wants to be worshipped and will only give you blessings if you do what he says, if you follow his will, you know, that's. I'm look don't get mad at me I'm just a messenger do not shoot the messenger which people tend to do you know let's crucify him let's shoot Martin Luther King the the man who won the Nobel Peace Prize let's shoot all the messengers because we don't like what they're saying they're saying that our father is Satan and you know and we we want to stay you know trapped in the matrix we don't want the truth we want to stay in darkness we don't like the light we want to psychologically project onto other people because we don't want to look at ourselves. We want to sacrifice people and use their blood to cover our sins instead of actually just revising our behavior and becoming aware of it and then not doing it anymore and forgiving ourselves. Even Thoth said, list ye, O man, to the words I shall give ye. In them shall ye find the essence of life. Before I return to the halls of Amenti, taught shall ye be the secret of secrets, how ye too may arise to the light. Preserve them and guard them, hide them in symbols so the profane will laugh and renounce. In every land form ye the mysteries, make the way hard for the seeker to tread, thus will make the weak and the wavering be rejected. And you know the Savior, Yahusha, Jesus, said only few will enter in. That's right, he said, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that lead to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only few find it. Then Jesus goes on to say, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform any miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Because some people ain't, you know, they're not, they don't have the same God as Jesus' parents. It's like different. Like he said, your father is Satan. John eight forty four. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So everybody, everybody ain't got the same God. Okay. (laughs) And the one that's in Jesus, the one that Jesus represents, Christ energy, the one that knows thyself, man, know thyself. That's how you know God because I'm God. The Father and I are one, okay? And furthermore, in the Gospel of Thomas sayings, Jesus said, when you know yourselves, then you will be known and you'll realize that you're the children of the living Father. But if you don't know yourselves, then you will live in poverty and you are the poverty. And then he said, the kingdom is inside of you and it is outside of you. Recognize what is in your sight and that which is hidden from you will become plain to you. For there is nothing hidden that will not become manifest. And we're about to get into the reason why this is assimilation you know, all is mind. You're experiencing the results of your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and beliefs due to programming from the, the your, your program that you were born into. Your avatar that your parents made is a program. So Jesus said, what you seek after is within you. 
Beware that no one lead you astray, saying, Lo here or lo there, for the Son of Man is within you. Follow after him. Those who seek him will find him. That's from the Gospel of Mary. Mary. I and my father are one, but my father is greater than I. The conscious and the subconscious are one, but the subconscious is greater than the conscious. Your subconscious mind is 90%. Your beliefs, emotions, habits, values, protective reactions, long-term memory, imagination, and your intuition. And your conscious mind is the willpower, long-term memory, logical thinking, critical thinking. That's only 10%. So in order to reprogram whatever programs that you were, your avatar was born, you know, created under, you have to impress the subconscious mind through repetition. That's how you become conscious and then you know, you stop running these looped programs. And I look at it like it's a game, right? We're in this matrix. It actually is a game. And there's a book called The, the Game of Life and How to Play by Florence Scovel Shin. It's, it's a really nice book, but I encourage you to check it out. It's free on YouTube. You can listen to it. It's like two hours. But yes, it's a game. So just imagine we're in a computer simulation game, which we are. And how you play is by programming your NPC, your non-playable character, your non-player character. You all, everybody's a non-player character until they become conscious, right? So you're an avatar with pre-programmed settings, which come from your family frequencies, generational curses, family ideas, religion, your racial stuff, your race. You know, you were born under certain, um, your avatar, you know, I'm this, I'm that. Our family says we're this. Our religion is this. And I think that that's why Jesus had said that he came to, um, he didn't come to bring peace. He came to... Um, bring a sword and turn mothers against daughters and such and such because he was trying to say that you need to reprogram yourself like get out of that family stuff that you think is fake it's all fake like you're in you're the controller of your your npc so and, and there was this book that i we had to read in bible study called by rick warren called um purpose driven life and the first like line of the book i threw the book in the trash by the way it said your life isn't your own you like you belong to god and you have to do what god says and i was just like who is god like because in their book god was something else not you so i was like i'm not this is bullshit and you know what it was so funny is that it's not funny it's actually very sad that rick warren's son actually committed suicide and see i'm not saying that he was mentally abused i'm not saying any of that but i'm saying i'm saying that when when someone says that you're a slave to some being, Aldebaoth, outside of yourself, you can easily become mind control. God, because anyone can say God doesn't want you doing that. How do you know what God, you know what I'm saying? And that's why Jesus said, call no man father. He said, but be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, because for one is your father, which is in heaven, which is inside of you. Where is heaven? Inside of you inside the your brain which is you know where the static uh is where you can create your reality so he says neither be ye called masters for one is your master even christ but be but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant so what he was saying is that and it's so funny that jesus here this is like the savior of the whole christianity religion and he's saying don't call anyone father but then priests what do we call priests Father, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, wake up. Now, I want to jump back into the Matrix idea. But first, there's this book, and I don't know what the book is called, but I have just a screenshot because someone sent it to me. And um, it says the false prophet is all of the organized religions upon the earth. Remember, 5,000 years ago during the Bronze Age, we shifted from 
into uh, Abrahamic religions taking over the whole world. And so it says that organized religions upon the earth that have been organized by the land, by the hand of man, that they might subject the souls of the children of God to their pretended precepts and commandments, which do not create peace and happiness, but strife and misery among all nations of the earth. You know, like that's what the book said. And I'm inclined to believe that. Um, but back to what I was saying about being NPCs and like, so basically you're an avatar with pre-programmed settings and, you know, you have to be conscious or you'll just be in a continuous loop, right? So... The game is controlled by an algorithm, okay? That's really what I want to talk about today is that algorithm. What is the mechanism, right? It's, it's energy and frequency. So we call this reality the 3D or the matrix. And once you become conscious, actually the game begins. You know, the game ain't, you're not in the game until you become conscious that this is in fact a game. Now Einstein said, everything is energy and that is all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. And then Tesla said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. These are physicist people. These are, these are very smart people with very high IQs. They do not process reality the same. Okay? So I think I'm going to put my money on them because they don't process reality the same. You know, their IQ, their brain works differently because they're not. They're like starseeds. But then on top of that, we left this information on the walls in Sayus, Egypt. Like, I mean, it was like cryptic. But I mean, once you like get a bunch of data in your brain, you're able to process what they what the what they were trying to say. Our ancient ancestors, which was also us because we knew we were going to get reincarnated and come back into the matrix. We were going to get recycled and put back into the matrix. So we wrote the stuff on the wall like let's so we don't forget and then it's coded so they won't know they won't take it off the walls and boom boom net goddess on the walls in Sayus Egypt NRT the netter the mother of the netters knit neath net internet knit knit whatever her name is okay she said on the wall I am all that has been that is and that will be no mortal has been able to lift the veil that covers me she said, I have come from myself. She is the womb, the weaver of the fabric of space-time and space, dark matter, ether, fifth element, the web of consciousness, the matrix of creation, the primordial supreme being, female aspect, imparts protection and blessings in the form of spiritual power, created the seed of the gods and goddesses and men and women, divine cow who gave birth to Ra. She gave birth to Ra. That is life force energy. That is the light that is consciousness, the raw, the hidden. Amen is hidden. When then, when you add raw to it, it becomes the light. Hidden consciousness. That means your consciousness has come forth. That means that you're you know yourself now. You're aware. You're conscious that you are. You're conscious. You're not in the loop anymore. You're not an NPC bot. You're conscious. You're Neo. You're the savior. You're the Christ. If you watch the Matrix, the guy's name is Neo. You become conscious of assimilation so she calls herself the father of all fathers the mother of all mothers she created the netters which is the force of nature and she says i am not mortal because we are not mortal we're mortal in the 3d but we ain't mortal because we're not really we're just experiencing the 3d because we're in a virtual reality simulation y'all that's what i've been trying to tell you 
So she calls herself the goddess of the matrix consciousness, and she's the first and most powerful force in the universe, keeper of cosmic order. She's the first emanation. Jesus is mom and dad. It's Jesus's parents here and our parents, too. Some of y'all, this not your parents, though. No, it's everybody's parents. No, but for real, it's everybody's parents. It's everybody's parents. Some people just don't know, and they they doing something else. So I say all that to say, because I keep, you know, kind of getting off track as far as we're talking about that this is a virtual reality simulation. Um, the game is controlled by an algorithm, okay? Energy and frequency and all that, that good stuff generated by thought, okay? And... Um, so observation, focus, creates actual matter in the matrix. That is the particle split experiment. Whatever you observe or really seriously focus on is can it creates in the in you know matter. In the static energy, there's nothing, there's static. You take that static, that dark matter, and then it, it creates something tangible in the third uh, dimension. So everything is actually generated in the fifth dimension or whatever other dimensions there are, and then it comes into the third dimension as matter. But it comes from a different dimension where we are existing in the quantum field. So, yeah, this is kind of, like, strange. I wish that I could, you know, explain this better. But that's really all I have as far as... And and, and as time goes on and, and I create new episodes, I may get better at this. But this is, you know, just basically what I have. But I want to talk about the mechanism, right? I want to talk about the algorithm, right, of the matrix, which is law of assumption, law of resonance, and like law of attraction, all of these things. Um, those are like basically the mechanism of how the, the, the matrix, how, how this thing works. It's just energy-based, frequency-based. There's different realities, parallel. Everything is simultaneous. Everything is now. Everything is right now. Everything is right now. There's different realities. There's different versions of you that exist right now. So... So, yeah. So space and time are just illusions. There is no distance in the universe. You are where you perceive yourself to be. It is really all right here, right now. All points in space and time are the same place in space and time. It is only our perception of distance that causes us to experience distance. I'm going to say that again. It is only our perception of distance that causes us to experience distance. We only travel in our perception. The sense of distance is a function of being in a physical incarnation. You can just teleport yourself anywhere you want to be. And in order to do this, you must know that there is no such thing as distance, only perceived location. You don't have to go anywhere or any distance. I know that's really trippy, but you only have to be where you want to be. And uh, I know that Neville Goddard talks about his um, teacher, Abdullah, the actual person who had this information, which people think Neville Goddard created it. No. Abdullah did, the Ethiopian guy, the Ethiopian mystic. And Neville was like, I don't know how I'm going to get, I, I want to go home to Barbados. But he was in New York. He didn't have any money. He was like, I don't know how I'm going to get home. And, and Abdullah was like, you are home. He was like, what do you mean I'm not home? He was like, you are. You're home right now. You're in Barbados. He was like, what do you mean? And he was like, nigga, you were in Barbados. Okay. You're in Barbados right now, bro. And don't don't talk to me no more. I'm, I'm busy. So then he was like, well, what does this mean? And like, and it's like almost like when you're on that level of mysticism, you really don't have time to <laughs> to tell people like details. It's just like, look, you are there, okay? Dude was like, I'm not though. And he's like, oh my God, you are. Like, stop it. Shut up. You're there, bro. So anyway, he explained it. And so he was just like, okay, I'm there. And then 
two weeks later, he got a ticket, first class, and he was in Barbados. He got outfits. He was riding on the boat first class to Barbados because he was like, I'm in Barbados now. So, yeah, you only have to be where you want to be. So if you are truly already everywhere, then it's just a matter of closing your eyes. Where are you? and opening your eyes to where you wish to be. It's called non-locality. Atomic particles seem to be connected despite vast distances because there really is no distance because we're in a matrix. This is fake. It's a computer simulation, and there's code. It's coded. Okay? So distance is no more real than time is. If distance isn't real, then and it is not, then we can be anywhere we want to be in mind and or in body. So if you are now representing your body as being here, why can't you represent your body as being there? There are countless stories of monks and others who can bilocate. And actually, I have remote viewed. I don't want to talk about my remote viewing experience because I didn't want to remote view. I didn't try to remote view. I just remote viewed and I saw something that was going on that... And in the right now, I saw it in my mind as to what someone was doing. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Now, later on in this episode, I am going to discuss a reality creation technique called the delusional self-talk method. And it is about repetition being the language of the self. And basically, you're just reprogramming your avatar using the delusional self-talk method. And it's the same thing as law of assumption. It's the same thing, basically, that what... Um, Abdullah taught Neville Goddard. But before I get into that, I want to talk about experiencing an incarnation on Earth. Now, the universe is infinite intelligence expressing and appreciating itself. That's one idea of what why we exist. And so, you know, we arrived in this body, this perfect body in a perfect setting, just like on Sims, to start our pre-planned physical human experience. So it's like, do whatever you do because you enjoy doing it, not because it needs to be done. Nothing needs to be done. Every single activity or experience here on Earth is only for your enjoyment and entertainment. The only residual important of your incarnation is the experience that you had, the understanding and wisdom that you gained. Because think about it, if we're eternal, if we're like God and we created different versions of ourselves, we split ourselves in millions and billions and trillions of particles and different people and different consciousnesses, it's because we, 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 we exist forever and that's boring. Like think about how boring that would be if you just was twiddling your thumbs in the void like, ugh, I'm energy, I exist, there's nothing to do. Let's create games and like play them. Let's create games and different levels and different universes so we can go and play them. Let's create mechanisms and, like, rules for the game. And, like, let's even make it to where we don't even know we're in the game. Like, that's cool because we're God and we're bored. And, like, let's create a real experience for ourselves where we're not God. Like, let's – since we create everything, let's go – let's create something where we don't know who we are and we have to figure it out. Like, that'll be fun, right? I mean, that's what I would do. If I was like existing forever and ever 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 and I was the most powerful force ever, ever, ever. But anyway, there are no world problems, much less any personal problems that are really real. They are only the imaginary creations of those who are causing them and those who want to fix them. The entire universe, including Earth and everything in it, is created from energy that does not need your assistance or help nor does it need to be fixed by you. It is only here for your enjoyment and your playful creative manipulation during your physically incarnated experience. So you are immersed in this real-life movie-like experience and are only aware of what is relevant to this specific incarnation experience to the exclusion of everything else. We don't have memories of past lives. We don't know. Like, we literally came as a baby with no data. (laughs) Like, we came as a empty 
Was it like a computer with no operating system? I mean, there was a mechanism, there was an operating system, but it had to get programmed by your parents and by the world, the collective, by your school, by your ethnic group, by your religion, by your clubs and groups that you join, and blase, 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 blase. So there's this thing called good luck charms, and the placebo effect is what we've been doing. The placebo effect works because we assign a positive meaning to something neutral. Okay, we talked about this. This is big, the placebo effect. I, I've seen this. I finally get it because Bashar talked about this placebo thing. He said um, he called them permission slips, right? And he said everything is a permission slip. Like just even taking diet pills is a permission slip because it's a placebo. Like you could probably give someone a placebo diet pill and then they're like, oh, my God, I lost 30 pounds because they believe that this pill is making them lose 30 pounds. Although, I mean, if you give somebody a fake crack rock, they're going to be like, um, I don't feel the effects. Hello. But that's neither here nor there. Uh <laughs> The point is, is that the placebo effect works because, you know, we assign a positive meaning to something neutral. And so good luck charms work because you believe they will work and thus expect good results. This is like we get baptized. Oh, this water is going to cleanse me of all the past sins that I did. I feel like I need to bathe. I need to cleanse myself of the past. Well, you could just decide I am fuck my past. You could just decide instead of having to, like, get a whole baptism. But, I mean, you know, the baptism, it's, it's good. Like, it makes you feel better. Like, yeah, I just did a thing. Like, I'm totally clean from my past. I've reset myself. But anyway, so it's not because of the physical object. It is because of the belief in what outcome you will produce. So if you expect good things to happen to you, then you attract good experiences. So you can expect good things even without a good luck charm. If your mind is, if you understand how this works, you can replace the physical object with just the meaning, the underlying belief. So you can essentially baptize yourself in your mind like uh, I'm clean the bet I decide I'm clean next <laughs> you don't need the physical object you don't need a crystal you don't need to kill someone use their sacrificial blood and then drink it and eat flesh every third Sunday you don't got to do that and actually if you replace the physical object with just the meaning which is the underlying belief without the physical object then you can make it even more powerful because you are the crystal your their your pineal gland is the crystal or whatever. You know how some people use crystals. I need this crystal because it has energy in it. And it's like, you are a crystal, though. Why do you need crystals? You are a crystal. Why don't you name your child crystal? Why don't you rename yourself crystal? I'm just, I'm playing. So anyway, <laughs> you just, um, you make it, you make it even more powerful of an attractor of what you want by simply juicing it up in your imagination to make it even more powerful. And this is an internal lucky charm and it's available to you at all times and in all places because it is portable because it is you and that's it's your state of being it is you who you are and so you you can program that though by delusional self-talk which is affirmations that's it but you have to say them like now this is how I am now so some good affirmations to some beginning affirmations if, if you know if you are uh, still trapped in the matrix or whatever you can say I can know anything and everything that I decide to know. I can be anything and everything that I decide to be. I can do anything and everything that I decide to do. I can have anything and everything that I decide to have. I can have any I can have every experience that I decide to have. Everything is working out just wonderfully for me. Everything is working out just wonderfully for me. If I decide and know that it is, be still and know that I am God. So no matter what happens, things are always working out for you and you know that eventually you'll realize that this has served you in some wonderful and beneficial way, any event that ever happened. So just tell yourself I get a benefit from every situation, even when I don't know it yet, even though even if I don't know what it is, this is benefiting me in some kind of way. I, I feel like like my anemia and 
all of those things. I think that those that actually benefited me because I was able to sit my behind down and research, know myself, learn myself because I couldn't really do anything else because I was kind of tired. So I think it worked out for me, you know, and um, so you just got to know that things are working out for you. And if you don't know it, then then they probably are not working out for you. So you need to know, be still and know. So the most significant objective of this whole um, podcast episode is getting you to the point of knowing that everything is working out for you just wonderfully. That's the whole point. That's the mechanism of the matrix. That's why this is the good news is that the matrix, basically the, the, the algorithm is that it's meaning that you assign to neutral props because remember we're NPCs. Everything is neutral. Shit is not real. So if you just know that everything is working out for you just wonderfully, if you believe that, if you are still and you know that you are God, then you done hack the matrix. So is everything working out for you? Decide now that it is. The moment that you decide that it is, it is. No matter what is happening, things are always working out for me. And I know that eventually I will realize this. I will realize that this has served me in some wonderful, beneficial way. Everything is working out just wonderfully for me. That's all you got to say. Delusional self-talk, though, is something deeper. But I will get into that in the next episode. All right? And so with that, as always, peace and love. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm driving slow in the fast lane. Chop a screw, pop a code, ain't yeah.